Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our daily reading conference call on A Course in Miracles Original Edition. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles Original Edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net where if you mouse over the link at at the top of the page for online edition, you will see a drop-down that has a link to read A-C-I-M-O-E. On that same drop-down menu, there's also a link to subscribe to an excellent daily email sent to you by the Course in Miracles Society, which does contain both the workbook lesson and the text reading for the day. My name is Lemoyne Castle, and this call happens for and with you every weekday morning, Monday through Friday, from about 9.15 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Today we're continuing our reading and finishing up the manual with Section 29, as for the rest. Uh, Another lovely pun. Okay, and at the top of the hour, we will pause for remembrance of our lesson for the day, Uh, another one in the last series of lessons here. This holy instant would I give to you, be you in charge, for I would follow you, certain that your direction gives me peace. All right, and uh, we'll also read read the epilogue, I think, later in the call towards the end. Um, the epilogue to the workbook. And so um, let me turn to you one last time this year, Lori, and ask if you have one of your wonderful openings for the call. Well, I do, Lemoyne. Uh, It's one of my very most favorite poems. From a book called I Heard God Laughing, Poems of Hope and Joy, Renderings of Hafiz. The poem is called The Golden Compass. And it's just a perfect poem for um, this auspicious day, as for the rest. It goes like this. Forget every idea of right and wrong any classroom ever taught you. Because an empty heart, a tormented mind, unkindness, jealousy, and fear are always the testimony. You have been completely fooled. Turn your back on those who would imprison your wondrous spirit with deceit and lies. Come, join the honest company of the king's beggars. Those gamblers, scoundrels, and divine clouds, clowns, and those astonishing fair courtesans who need divine love every night. Come, join the courageous who have no choice but to let their entire world that indeed to bet, I'm going to say that stanza again, 
Sorry, I was a little distracted by some noise. Come, join the courageous who have no choice but to bet their entire world that indeed, indeed, God is real. I will lead you into the circle of the beloved's cunning thieves, those playful royal rogues, the ones you can trust for true guidance, who can aid you in this blessed calamity of life. Hafiz, look at the perfect one at the circle center. He spins and whirls like a golden compass beyond all that is rational to show this dear world that everything, everything in existence does point to God. Look at the perfect one at the circle center. Amen. Thank you so much, Lori. That was that was perfect. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Lori. Well, thanks for letting me <coughs> Thank recite you. that poem. I hope next time I can do it better. <laughs> I hope the spirit of it came through anyway. So thanks. Uh, was, did you say that was by Hafiz? It did. And that was the happy... Yeah. Yes, Hafiz. And the poem is called The no. Golden Compass. Oh, the Golden A Golden Compass. Golden Compass. Okay. A Golden Compass. Beautiful, Lori. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. The spirit of it came through. It was very Sufi. Like, the spirit definitely came through. Lover of God. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Let me add my thanks, Lori. That was wonderful. Well, on my list here this morning, I have with us in reading, I have Lori, Fran, Diana, Robin Marie, um, okay, let me start again. Lori, Fran, Diana, Robin Marie, Karen, Jennifer, and with us in listening is Harrison. Is there anyone else who's joined the call who would like to say good morning or maybe join the reading room? Hi, this is Ida. I'm listening. Good to hear you all. Welcome, Ida. Hi, LeBoyne, everybody. I'm listening this morning for a while. Thank you. Good morning, Judy. Welcome. Okay, well then, I'll get us started in the manual section 29, as for the rest. This manual is not intended to answer all questions that both teacher and pupil may raise. In fact, it covers only a few of the more obvious ones in terms of a brief summary of some of the major concepts in the text and workbook. 
It is not a substitute for either, but merely a supplement. While it is called a manual for teachers, it must be remembered that only time divides teacher and pupil so that the difference is temporary by definition. In some cases, it may be helpful for the pupil to read the manual first. Others might do better to begin with the workbook. Still others may need to start at the more abstract level of the text. Okay, Uh, Manual for Teachers, Section 29, as for the rest. Here we go. This manual is not intended to answer all questions that both teacher and pupil may raise. In fact, it covers only a few of the more obvious ones. In terms of a brief summary of some of the major concepts in the text and workbook, It is not a substitute for either, but merely a supplement. While it is called a manual for teachers, it must be remembered that only time divides teacher and pupil, so that the difference is temporary by definition. In some cases, it may be helpful for the pupil to read the manual first. Others might do better to begin with the workbook. Still others may need to start at the more abstract level of the text. Which is for whom? Who would profit more from prayers alone? Who needs but a smile being as yet unready for more? No one should attempt to answer these questions alone. Surely no teacher of God has come this far without realizing that. The curriculum is highly individualized and all aspects are under the Holy Spirit's particular care and guidance. Ask, and he will answer. The responsibility is his, and his alone, and he alone is fit to assume it. To do so is his function. To refer the questions to him is yours. Would you wait? No. Would you want to be responsible for decisions about which you understand so little? Be glad you have a teacher who cannot make a mistake. His answers are always right. Would you say that of yours? Thank you, Lori. And Fran? Two. Which is for whom? Who would profit more from prayers alone? Who needs but a smile, being as yet unready for more? No one should attempt to answer these questions alone. Surely no teacher of God has come this far without realizing that. The curriculum is highly individualized, and all aspects are under the Holy Spirit's particular care and guidance. Ask, and he will answer. The responsibility is his, and he alone is fit to assume it. To do so is his function. To refer the questions to him is yours. Would you want to be responsible for decisions about which you understand so little? Be glad you have a teacher who cannot make a mistake. His answers are always right. Would you say that of yours? Three, there is another advantage and a very important one in referring decisions to the Holy Spirit with increasing frequency. 
Perhaps you have not thought of this aspect, but this centrality is obvious. To follow the Holy Spirit's guidance is to let yourself be absolved of guilt. It is the essence of the atonement. It is the core of the curriculum. The imagined usurping of functions not your own is the basis of fear. The whole world you see reflects the illusion you have done so, making fear inevitable. To return the function to the one to whom it belongs is thus the escape from fear. And it is this that lets the memory of love return to you. Do not then think that following the Holy Spirit's guidance is necessary merely because of your own inadequacies. It is the way out of hell for you. Thank you, Bran and Diana. Number three. There is another advantage, and a very important one, in referring decisions to the Holy Spirit with increasing frequency. Perhaps you have not thought of this aspect, but it certainly is obvious. To follow the Holy Spirit's guidance is to let yourself be absolved of all guilt. It is the essence of the atonement. It is the core of the curriculum. The advantage of serving of functions, not your own, is the basis of fear. The whole world you see reflects the illusion you have done so, making fear inevitable. To return the function to the one to whom it belongs is thus the escape from fear. And it is this that lets the memory of love return to you. Do not then think that the following, the Holy Spirit's guidance, is necessarily merely because of your own inaccuracies. It is the way out of hell for you. Number four, here again is a paradox often referred to in the text or in the Course, to say, of of myself, I can do nothing, unquote, is to gain all power. And yet, it is but a seeming paradox. As God created you, you have all power. The image you made of yourself has none. The Holy Spirit knows the truth about you. The image you made does not, yet despite its obvious and complete ignorance, this image assumes it knows all things because you have given it that belief to it. Such is your teaching and the teaching of the world which you have made to uphold it. But the teacher who knows the truth has not forgotten it. His decisions bring benefit to all, being wholly devoid of attack and therefore incapable of arousing guilt. Thank you. Thank you, Diana and Robin Marie. 
Four. Here again is the paradox often referred to in the Course. To say, quote, of myself I can do nothing, unquote, is to gain all power. And yet it is but a seeming paradox. As God created you, you have all power. The image you made of yourself has none. The Holy Spirit knows the truth about you. The image you made does not. Yet despite its obvious and complete ignorance, this image, it knows all things because you have given that belief to it. Such is your teaching and the teaching of the world which was made to uphold it. But the capital T teacher who knows the truth has not forgotten it. His decisions bring benefit to all, being wholly devoid of attack and therefore incapable of arousing guilt. Five, who assumes a power that he does not have is deceiving himself Yet to accept the power given him by God is but to acknowledge his creator and accept his gifts, and his gifts have no limit. To ask the Holy Spirit to decide for you is simply to accept your true inheritance. Does this mean that you cannot decide anything without consulting him? No, indeed, that would hardly be practical. And it is the practical with which this course is most concerned. If you have made it a habit to ask for help when and where you can, you can be confident that wisdom will be given you when you need it. Prepare for this each morning. Remember God when you can throughout the day. Ask the Holy Spirit's help when it is possible to do so. And thank him for his guidance at night. And your confidence will be well-founded indeed. Thank you, Robin Marie. And Karen. Five. Who assumes a power that he does not have is deceiving himself. Yet to accept the power given him by God is but to acknowledge his creator and accept his gifts. And his gifts have no limit. To ask the Holy Spirit to decide for you, for you, is simply to accept your true inheritance. Does this mean that you cannot decide anything without consulting him? No, indeed. That would hardly be practical, and it is the practical with which this course is most concerned. If you have made it a habit to ask for help when and where you can, you can be confident that wisdom will be given you when you need it. Prepare for this each morning. Remember God when you can throughout the day. Ask the Holy Spirit's help when it is possible to do so, and thank him for his guidance at night. And your confidence will be well-founded indeed. Six, 
Never forget that the Holy Spirit does not depend on your words. He understands the requests of your heart and answers them. Does this mean that while attack remains attractive to you, he will respond with evil? Hardly, for God has given him the power to translate your prayers of the heart into his language. He understands that an attack is a call for help, and he responds with help accordingly. God would be cruel if he let your words replace his own. A loving father does not let his child harm himself or choose his own destruction. He may ask for injury, but his father will protect him still. And how much more than this does your father love his son? Thank you, Karen and Jennifer. Six, never forget that the Holy Spirit does not depend on your words. He understands the request of your heart and answers them. Does this mean that while attack remains attractive to you, capital He will respond with evil? Hardly. For God has given capital H, him, the power to translate your prayers of the heart into his language. He understands that an attack is a call for help, and he responds with help accordingly. God would be cruel if he let your words replace his own A loving father does not let his child harm himself or choose his own destruction. Can't hear you. I think Jennifer got dropped, huh? Yeah. I'm sorry, my phone dropped out. Do you want me to go back where I left off? <laughs> okay, yeah, I thought my headset cut out. Uh, but, uh, so, uh, yeah, start again, maybe roll it back a sentence or two and start again where you dropped out, if you know. Right. I do. Thank you, Lemoyne. Okay. He understands that an attack is not for my phone. Everybody go ahead and go on mute. Thank you. Okay. You got background. trouble with your headset, Lemoyne. Yeah. Mute. Do I? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> There's noise coming through. Whoa. 
Very bad. Very, very bad. Is it gone? It's gone now. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So it probably wasn't all along. All right, Jennifer, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no worry. Try again. I'm gonna... Okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Lemoyne. He understands this would be uh, God, Holy Spirit. He understands that an attack is a call for help. <laughs> and he responds with help accordingly. God would be cruel if, capital He, let your words replace, capital His own, a loving Father does not let his child harm himself or choose his own destruction. He may ask for injury, but his father will protect him still. And how much more than this does your father love his son? Seven, remember your, capital H, his completion and his love. Remember your weakness is his strength. But do not read this hastily or wrongly. If his strength is in you, what you perceive as your weakness is but illusion. And he has given you the means to prove it so. Ask all things of his of capital H, his teacher, and all things are given you, not in the future, but immediately, now. God does not wait, for waiting implies time, and capital H, he is timeless. Forget your foolish images, your sense of frailty, and your fear of harm, your dreams of danger, and your selected quote-unquote wrongs. God knows but capital H, his son, and as he was created, so he is. In confidence, I place you in his hands and give thanks for you that this is so. Thank you, Jennifer. And is there a new reader for paragraph 7 and 8? I can do it. Can you hear me? Yep. Am I heard? Thank you, Lemoyne. But I hear you. Remember you are capital his completion and capital his love. Remember your weakness is capital his strength. But do not read this hastily or wrongly. If his strength is in you, what you perceive as your weakness is but illusion. And capital he has given you the means to prove it so. Ask all things of capital his teacher 
and all things are given you, not in the future, but immediately now. God does not wait, for waiting implies time, and capital He is timeless. Forget your foolish images, your sense of frailty, and your fear of harm, your dreams of danger, and selected quote-unquote wrongs. God knows but capital his son, and as he was created, so he is. In confidence, I place you in capital his hands, and I give thanks for you that it is so. I give thanks for you that it is so. I like that. And now, in all your doings, Be you blessed. God turns to you for help to save the world. Teacher of God, capital his thanks he offers you. And all the world stands silent in the grace you bring from him. You are the son he loves. And it is given you to be the means through which His voice is heard around the world to close all things of time, to end the sight of all things visible, and to undo all things that change. Through you is ushered in a world unseen, unheard, yet truly here. Holy are you, and in your light the world reflects your holiness, for you are not alone and friendless. I give thanks for you, and join your efforts on behalf of God, knowing they are on my behalf as well, and for all those who walk to God with me. Thank you, Judy. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and turn to you, Lori. Lori, would you read 6 and 7 again? Or sorry, 7 and 8. You asked me to read 7 and 8? Yes. Can you hear me okay? It's pretty muffled. Okay. That's a little better. But sure, I'd love to read 7 and 8. Yes. Yes. Remember, you are his completion and his love. Remember, your weakness is his strength. But do not read this hastily or wrongly. If his strength is in you, what you perceive as your weakness is but illusion. And he has given you the means to prove it so. Ask all things of his teacher, and all things are given you. Not in the future, but immediately. Now. God does not wait, for waiting implies time, and he is timeless. Forget your foolish images, your sense of frailty, and your fear of harm, your dreams of danger and selected so-called wrongs. God knows but his son, as he was created, so he is. 
in confidence I place you in his hands and I give thanks for you that this is so. And now in all your doings, be you blessed. God turns to you for help to save the world. Teacher of God, his thanks he offers you. And all the world stands silent to the grace you bring from him. You are the son he loves, and it is given you to be the means through which his voice is heard around the world to close all things of time, to end the sight of all things visible, and to undo all things that change. Through you is ushered in a world unseen, unheard, yet truly there. Holy are you. And in your light, the world reflects your holiness. Holy are you, and in your light, the world reflects your holiness. For you are not alone and friendless. I give thanks for you, and join your efforts on behalf of God, knowing they are on my behalf as well, and for all those who walk to God with me. Amen. Good morning. <clears throat> well, we have a, a five minutes before half of the hour, so we'll be for the free spend. Good morning, it's Karen. I love this line. Through you is ushered in a world unseen, unheard, yet truly there. Holy are you, and in your light, the world reflects your holiness, for you are not alone and friendless. Um, I've had experiences where it feels like the veil drops and there's this whole parallel universe. I mean, there are times when I feel like I'm just in that parallel universe, but it's not as dramatic as this experience of everything dropping and it becoming pure light. It just becomes a totally different reality than the world we see with our physical eyes. And, um, I'm kind of in awe that we just finished the book. I mean, I'm I'm excited and happy and looking forward to doing it all over and starting all over and learning all the things that I missed this second time around with this, with this call. Because this is my um this is the second time I've done the book with the call, but it's just it's just such a miracle that we that we've read this together, that we've shared this, that we've been given this teaching, that we've been given a group of brothers and sisters do this with, because I got the book in 1984, 
and started to read it in January of 1985. And I could not make heads or tails of it. I went back to it, you know, periodically, but mostly around 1990. And every time I went back to it, I could not, I couldn't get it. And it's just such a gift. It's so clear and so beautiful and so hopeful. And um, anyway, thank you so much to everyone who shares this call and mostly to Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Thank you. I'm complete. Oh, man, I share that gratitude, Karen. And the same experience, indeed. Um, It it opened it up all together, reading it with you all. Thank you. Thank you for saying that so well. Yeah, thanks for that. Yes, thank you. I had the most wonderful um, few days off at Christmas time, and I realized that this call set me up for just really enjoying being alone with God and totally alone except for the Christmas dinner that my son and his partner prepared for us. But the rest of the time, I was just so completely happy and peaceful and contented. And I, and I was aware of it. So thank you so much. It, it is really a miracle that we are all doing for one another and for the people we touch. Thank you. Oh, uh, that's just such a good thing to hear. Thanks, Robin Marie. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Robin. <clears throat> I love your cares. I love you all. Thank you. Good morning. Two words that really stuck out in this reading were the words now. Now is the time, right now. And and I love it because it doesn't matter where in the book you begin or come back to or end with, the word is always now, right now. There is no waiting. Everything you need is now. And and how how we forget to just ask God for that help because he's waiting and we have that power if we're willing to accept that just the right now moment is the time to be what God professes and calls us to do and to be. And now in all of your doings, you be blessed. You know, it says not the future, but immediately. Now, God does not wait for waiting implies time and he is timeless. Forget your foolish images your sense of frailty and your fear of harm, your dreams of danger and selected wrongs. God knows but his son, and as he was created, so is he. Um, In confidence, I place you in his hands, and I give you thanks for you that this is so. So we are that gift. We are the now, and I'm complete. 
Thank oh, you. Great emphasis, Diana. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Diana, for bringing that up. Yes, thank you, Diana. You're welcome. Yes. I just forgot thank to say you. one thing, sure. which sure. is of myself, I can do nothing, and that absolves us of all guilt. Isn't that wonderful and complete? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of mm-hmm. a lot for me in a new way today myself. I realized I tend to judge myself pretty harshly for not knowing what to do. And uh, that <laughs> it's central and obvious, but it finally dropped. It's like that's what this means. Not really not being able to decide alone. So I don't know if it's me, but I can't hear you, Lemoyne. Not a cause for judgment here, like anything else. Yeah, could you turn well, up your volume, Lemoyne? Let me try this. Does this work better? Still kind yeah, of the same. Pardon? I guess it still is locked. Um, hold on. I'll do this. Can't hear you. No, I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah. 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 Oh, baby. Got it. Yeah. The time is now. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, well, thank you all. And, uh, yeah, I just <laughs> I just really managed to recognize the, maybe the joke there. It's more of a joke than a cause for judgment to think that, uh, you know, the c- complaint about life is it doesn't come with a manual. <laughs> anyway, um... I think this book explains why, because <clears throat> it's not a machine. Um, so, yeah, thank you all for sharing, uh, Karen, Robin, Marie, and Diana. And uh, I'd like now to ask, ask everybody to give their attention to Fran, um, mm-hmm. as she leads us in the final thought for the the final lessons and the last our lesson for the day so take it away friend. thank you hi everybody we are good today we're doing the last lesson that we're doing together it's lesson 363 and we have an introduction with to our final lessons and then the lesson is 363 this holy instant what I give to you be you in charge for I would follow you, certain that your direction gives me peace. So I'll read some from our final lessons, the introduction, and we'll go over to the lesson and do our five-minute practice. Our final lessons. Our final lessons will be left as free of words as possible. 
We use them but at the beginning of our practicing and only to remind us that we seek to go beyond them. Let us turn to him who leads the way and makes our footsteps sure. His is the only way to find the peace that God has given us. It is his way that everyone must travel in the end because it is this ending God himself appointed. And to this purpose, let us dedicate our minds, directing all our thoughts to serve the function of salvation. It is our function to remember him on earth. We will not end this year without the gift our Father promised to his Holy Son. We are forgiven now, and we are saved from all the wrath we thought belonged to God and found it was a dream. We are restored to sanity. Now we'll do the lesson. This holy instant, what I give to you, be you in charge, for I would follow you, certain that your direction gives me peace. And if I need a word to help, help me, he will give it to me. If I need a thought, that will he also give. If I need but stillness and a tranquil, open mind, these are the gifts I will receive of him. He is in charge by my request, and he will hear and answer me, because he speaks for God, my Father, and his Holy Son. Lesson 363. This holy infant, what I give to you, be you in charge, for I would follow you, certain that your direction gives me peace. Five minutes.
Lesson 363. This holy incense would I give to you. Be you in charge, for I would follow you, certain that your direction gives me peace. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Thank you, friend. Thank you, friend. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Good morning. <clears throat> it's Karen. Um, before the before Reverend Pam's call, um, I do this other meditation and all this other stuff, and I was in a very deep, quiet place this morning, and um, the instructions for this lesson are to sit in stillness. This is what I think it means. It could be wrong, but um, be you in charge. I give this holy instant to you. So I sit in stillness and openness and trust and stillness. And um, like just now, because we've been reading and it's more social and the energy is different, it's much harder for me to, to go deep into the stillness. And I was in the stillness earlier and a memory arose. And I looked at that memory and it had a lot of, it had a lot of um, trauma energy to it, you know, emotions and it had a story and it was kind of a disturbing memory, but it, actually kind of innocuous, yet it was disturbing. And um, I, I trusted that the Holy Spirit was showing me something. So I just was open and I, and I looked at it and it was like I pulled a thread and be, behind that memory was another memory and another memory, and another memory, and they all had the exact same theme. And it was like an, a looking into the way that the ego has interpreted all these experiences in the ego world through a trauma that happened very, very young, but just kept repeating the same pattern over and over. And there was emotional energy to it. And there's no, um, there was no, no uh, ego taking charge of this experience. It was really just the open stillness, this holy instant I give to you. But I was just holding myself open and watching this unfolding. And then there were periods where there was, there was crying. And, you know, I didn't cry physically, but it felt like there was a deep release of emotion. And then it would be like a deep release of fear. And it was really just the Holy Spirit showing me how this experience of the ego mind set up a template and it interpreted all the, the future experiences through this template of trauma. Um, and that the healing or the forgiveness or the, you know, the purification is to just open and do nothing open and and i would just say the holy spirit holy spirit holy spirit and the light would get very very bright and the energy of the of the experience like would see would seem like it became um stronger and deeper but i'm not guiding it with my ego mind then 
the contrast to doing it now when I'm not in that place, that deep meditative place that I was in, you know, the first time, is like my ego wants to jump in and and tell me what to do. Oh, think of a memory. Or, oh, let's think about the thoughts that you just had passed through you in the last hour or regurgitate some some part of the reading or, you know, but it feels like it's very self-directed from the small self as opposed to being completely open without any in, in, um, interference of the conditioned mind. Anyway, um, in the stillness, the goal is to be able to open to the stillness and let the Holy Spirit um, bring up what needs to be released and forgiven. And I can't, I can't direct that myself. It's a, it's grace, purely grace. But that's my feeling of the, of the meaning of this lesson. And actually, to go for the whole next year of doing the workbook with that intention, whatever, you know, the the instruction is in the workbook, but to go into the stillness and let the Holy Spirit clear the um, samskaras, as they say in India, you know, the the subtle energies, the thoughts, the, the emotions, the memories, clearing out the ego and the false self. I'm complete. Thank you. Oh, thanks for sharing that, Karen. You described um, that you described it so well. And I've heard that description from other people, and I find it very affirming. So, thank you so much for putting words to it again. Yes, <clears throat> thank you, Karen. I just remember that line. Um, that I memorized long ago, be still and know that I am God. And I appreciate what you said. Thank you. This floor again, and um, and I'm just going to say that I am so grateful uh, to have experiences like that. They're not not every time, you know. Uh, not every time is it like that, but when it is, um, I'm very grateful that He's showing me by contrast, by contrast. Um, what is possible when I um, am completely and fully yielded, you know. Um, The invitation, uh, the invitation is always answered. I'm going to say it like that. And sometimes the answer 
sometimes the answer is an answer of contrast where I can clearly see um, how to set the table in a way that um, is most generous to my host. And, um, and that care is always appreciated and um and if nothing else um i'm blessed with the um with the realization that i am very careful um with that essence that i'm entrusted with you know and um And that's all I want to say. I'm complete. Well, thank you, Lori. Thank you. Yeah, there's a another approach that um that I think he's he's offering us in this section. It's in that fifth paragraph where he's talking about practicality. Let's see, where does he begin? His gifts have no limit. To ask the Holy Spirit to decide for you is simply to accept your true inheritance. Does this mean you cannot decide anything without consulting him? No, indeed. No, indeed. That's, I think there's some really important instruction here. That would hardly be practical, and it is the practical with which this course is most concerned. If you've made it a habit to ask for help whenever you can, 
You can be confident that wisdom will be given you when you need it. Prepare for this each morning. Remember God when you can throughout the day and ask the Holy Spirit's help when it is possible to do so. And thank him for his guidance at night. And your confidence will be well-founded indeed. And, um, and if I can say anything at all about um, this practical approach, it's this. It's the recognition that um, the same degree to which I trust love to answer me, love is trusting me to respond to direction. That it's a reciprocal relationship, you know. Um, for, for the longest time, I, I felt like, um, you know, it's it, it, that nattering little voice of ego, you know, it hung on for the longest time. And when I didn't pay attention to it to, to make decisions with anymore, it's still nattered on about how, uh, as a result of this, I should have that. I, as a result of this, I should have that. You know, that hung on, that nattering little bit um, that was the post-action evaluator, you might say. <laughs> and the post-action evaluator would always find a way to um, consider me responsible for anything that went wrong. You know, and that voice was hard to stop listening to. Um, and and um, and what I want to say is that the the more um, the more commitment I gave to my practice, and I call it my practice, it's my practice, it's my individual practice, and having discovered. Uh, my practice, the practice that keeps me aligned with the thoughts I think with God most reliably, um, I discovered my great joy that uh, the practice carries on even while I'm not carrying it, if you know what I mean. Um, so I, I do my part with the practice and the practice carries me the rest of the way. Is such a way that that post uh, that post evaluator something happened and and this nattering comes on about you know you see you should have done it this way or you should have done it that way that voice isn't there for me to listen to so much anymore and I I count that uh, as credit to the practice that if I do my part my individualized part of the practice as I said the practice carries me and um, it's a reciprocal trust wisdom will be given you when when you need it you can be certain that that will be the case and um, I'm really really grateful for that um, in fact it's I find it very very amazing that um, I'll be in situations where 
somehow a natural thing to do or a natural way to respond occurs to me uh, without any forethought um, or consideration of the matter ahead of time, you know? And, and that, I believe, is the reward of the practice. My faithfulness to the practice uh, rewards me uh, in unforeseen ways like that. And all I can say is that, um, you know, what a, what a magnificent thing it is that wisdom uh, is there naturally and always is and always will be. You know, the word that comes through um, the epilogue most clearly that we'll touch on in a minute is the word certainty. And um, certainty, I believe, is a result of two things. One, it's an absolute gift um, to have direct experience of God in such a way that uh, you never, ever, ever again doubt that he knows you as an individual and his own. That's a marvelous thing. Um, but certainty is also uh, a consequence, I believe, of trust. <clears throat> that um, as a consequence of practice and the recognition that wisdom knows how to respond in spite of me. <laughs> I love that. Um, what grows out of that is an enhanced form of certainty that um, that carries with it trust, but also love of trust. You know, um, I, I, I remember distinctly one year when I was reading the section about being afraid of love. You know, it, it is insane to be afraid of love, but nevertheless, there is something or was something in me that was afraid of love. And when I read the words, beneath your desire to um, attack or kill anything with rage, beneath that is your intense and burning love for God and His for you. Out of this certainty and trust uh, grow, um, grow, the awareness of this intense and burning love for God and His for you. And um, that's the joy of living here where we're here to represent what's invisible yet surely there, you know. Um, and, and, and that trust, certainty, and uh, love for God um, does marvelous things. It does marvelous things. Not individually, you know, for me as a person, but uh, the way it uh, comes forth in response to need is um, is quite wonderful. And all I need do ever uh, to grow that is to be faithful to my practice just like he describes in that fifth paragraph. And in small things, those are the small things. 
uh, it's there in big ways when it's needed, you know. And so um, I'm so grateful that this book has words in it that um, so accurately describe experience that's available. Um, and how how can you how how can you not know um, this consciousness that describes your mind so perfectly? You know. Um, well, I'm just gonna get all emotional now. So anyway, um, I'm grateful for the way this book ends and for everything in between its covers. I'm complete. Thank you, Lori. I love the part about the practice will keep going when you're not practicing. It's like if you, um, in AA, there's something about being spiritually fit. When you start your day and you do it, you, you know, you start your day giving it to God, it keeps going all day. Thank you for bringing that out and complete. Yeah, thank, thank you so you. much, Lori. Yeah, thank you, Lori. That's, that's what he says here, and I think that relates to the point in Rules for Decision where he says... Uh, the proper set adopted at the beginning will aid you greatly in the rest. Something like it's not a perfect quote, but that set of uh, and it you know it, it occurs to me <laughs> that um, yeah the uncertainty the I feel is my about myself or in myself is is my interpretation and uh you know the uh just the willingness to accept his certainty accept that it's there and that it's available is um a way to peace even when I really don't know what to do, right? When something seems to be called for right away. And that this is the denial of the denial of truth is just being willing. It's just being willing to change our mind about the uh, reality of the uncertainty perceived in any, any situation. I'm complete there. Y'all want to, would you get, would you folks like to read the epilogue now to the workbook? Thank you, LeMoyne, for sharing. I love hearing you share. It's, It's like so rare, but thank you so much. I'm not at my book. I'm outside, so I can't read the epilogue, but happy to listen. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to read it. Yeah, me too. Me three. Perfect. All right.
I'm in. Okay, well, uh, let me ask then, uh, Jennifer and Diana, would you like to read? Yeah, I'd love that. Thank you. Jennifer? I've had taken another call. Um, <clears throat> and Robin Marie, I think she, she, she's gone. Okay. Okay, where is the epilogue? What page is that on? It's, it's after the last lesson. It's the end of the workbook. The end of the, okay. Page, page 430 in the workbook. Oh, okay. I'm looking at the end. I'm looking at the book cover going, okay, where is it? All right, sure. Give me one second. Find that book. That page 430. Okay, here we go. Epilogue. Oh, wow. This is long, and I don't mind if others help join in. That would be perfectly fine with me. Um, epilogue. Um, This course is a beginning, not an end. Your friend goes with you. You are not alone. No one who calls on him can call in vain. Whatever troubles you, be certain that he has the answer and will gladly give it to you if you simply turn to him and ask it of him. He will not withhold all answers that you need for anything that seems to trouble you. He knows the way to solve all problems and resolve all doubts. His certainty is yours. You need but ask it of him, and it will be given you. Thank you. Thanks for kicking us up there, Diana. Mm -hmm. And Lori, did you read too? Of course, you are as certain of arriving home as is the pathway of the sun laid down before it rises, after it has set, and in the half-lit hours in between. Indeed, your pathway is more certain still, for it cannot be possible to change the course of those whom God has called to him. Therefore, obey your will and follow him whom you accepted as your voice to speak of what you really want and really need. His is the voice for God and also yours. And thus he speaks of freedom and of truth. Well, thank you, Lori and Fran. No more specific lessons are assigned, for there is no more need of them. Henceforth, hear but the voice for God and for yourself when you retire from the world to seek reality instead. 
He will direct your efforts, telling you exactly what to do, how to direct your mind, and when to come to him in silence, asking for his sure direction and his certain word. His is the word that God has given you. His is the word you chose to be your own. Thank you, friend. And Judy? Oh, here I am. And now I place you in his hands to be his faithful followers with him as guide through every difficulty and all pain that you may think is real. Nor will he give you pleasures that will pass away, for he gives only the eternal and the good. Let him prepare you further. He has earned your trust by speaking daily to you of your father and your brother and yourself. He will continue now you walk with him. As certain as is he of where you go, as sure as he of how you should proceed, as confident as he is of the goal and of your safe arrival in the end. Well, thank you, Judy. I'll try this again. Now, Jennifer, would you like to read from the epilogue? Yes. <clears throat> okay, five. The end is certain, and the means as well. To this we say, quote-unquote, Amen. We'll be told exactly what God wills for us each time there is a choice to make. And capital H, He will speak for God and for your, for your well, your true self thus making sure that hell will claim you not and that each choice you make brings heaven nearer to your reach. And so we walk with him from this time on and turn to him for guidance and for peace and right direction. Joy attends our way, for we go homeward to an open door which God has held unclosed to welcome us. Thank you, Jennifer and Lori. Or excuse me. No, I'm, I, I'm going to ask you to read it if there isn't a volunteer. Okay, I'll do it. We trust our ways to him and say, Amen. In peace we will continue in his way and trust all things to him. In confidence we wait his answers as we ask his will in everything we do. He loves God's Son as we would love him, and he teaches us how to behold him through his eyes and love him as he does. 
You do not walk alone. God's angels hover close and all about. His love surrounds you. And of this be sure, that I will never leave you comfortless. Amen. 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 Beautiful. Good morning. This is Jennifer. Um, I'm just going to speak of the fresh now. And that is, um, I experienced great resistance in um, in reading this. Um, and um, my my job is just to accept it and and uh, turn to God. So there's nothing wrong. It's just that's my experience this morning. Thank you. I'm complete. Well, and to notice that is um, a really excellent sign of awakeness, my dear. So, <laughs> aren't you glad you noticed it? Thank you, Jennifer. So great to hear from you. Hi guys, it's Jude sitting here laughing as usual. The um, idea that this course is a a course for mind training did not escape me this morning. And, um, you know, the gratitude and the joy that, you know, going through the lessons again and again and rereading the text again and again and, you know, how our understanding deepens and widens and transfers and universal. Somebody's not on mute. Please. The, um, the way it becomes, our will becomes one with God's. It's a choiceless choice in, in recognition that God's will for us is perfect happiness in perfect peace, limitless peace, the test of peace that it spe- speaks of in the, in the, in the text of, you know, being, you know, totally radically accepting, radical acceptance of what is, what is capital, what capital is, is God, and just full of joy, this the ease and the comfort that comes from practicing, practicing the lessons the way they're laid out, and reading the text the way it's laid out, and 
knowing, knowing the Holy Spirit, that heaven goes with me wherever I go, that peace, eternal changelessness of, of peace that goes with me wherever I go. You know, it's, it's taken back to the lessons, Holy, lessons of the Holy Spirit today and my ad lib opening of the book and, um, you know, the, um, the lessons on, uh, that we've just read about death and the attraction to death and the desire to get rid of peace and the desire not to, to want to listen to the Holy Spirit and, you know, these attachments to guilt that we have and sin and death. And <laughs> really? <laughs> really? You know, really? I, I just love that, that that capital that has come to me that kind of understanding that has come to me that I will not disturb I will not to disturb my peace. I will not to make the Holy Spirit homeless. I will not to make Christ consciousness, the awareness of the totality of my reality homeless. I will not to make God homeless in me today. Because if my peace is disturbed, I I've lost awareness of all of that. And it's just that simple. It gets really simple after years of studying and practice. Are you at peace, Jude? Simply. Pause when agitated. Pause when irritated. Jude's interpretation's gotten in there. Jude's distortion of reality has gotten in there. You know, that anger is not Anger is never justified. It's always an interpretation and not a fact. These are really simple ideas, but unless we knowingly apply them to our thinking, there's no escape. I'm going to be in bondage, imprisoned in my own thinking. Not to say I still don't go there sometimes, and I'm still working on this pain, you know, this physical pain. That was my prayer today, God. You know, in all honesty, I bring in this body, this body, I don't know about this body, it's troubling me. And why should it trouble me? And I need to understand. I do not understand. Help me to understand. So I'm, I've already gotten some answers around it, and the proof, the proof of who I am is, is restored again to me, that I can be peaceful and happy and joyful no matter what. <laughs> uh, but if a disturbance comes up, no, no right away, it's an interpretation. And i got to ask for help and understanding because he knows the truth of it all. And he goes with me wherever I go. Amen. Thank you, God. Guys, for a beautiful year. I love going through it with you and hearing all of our progress and learning and growing and understanding and love and peace and joy. I am complete. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Judy.
Thank you, Judy. <clears throat> Karen again. Um, so every day after we finish the lesson, uh, well, almost every day, I try to go for a walk. And I live by this beautiful park. And it's so gorgeous because it's just been raining for too long. It rained for the last couple of days, and it rained all last week. So everything is so clean and fresh, and the sun is out. And while I walk, at, while we're listen, while I'm listening to the call, it's like there's so much light because the call is like plugging into the light, and my ego mind is quiet and out of the way. And I just had this thought. I mean, I always wish I could share with you how gorgeous it is. I think of how I wish I could just show you what I'm looking at. It's just so gorgeous. But um, I just had this thought that this is like a hologram. I'm walking through this hologram, and at any moment it might dissolve. And behind the hologram is going to be infinite light, nothing but love, nothing but light, no form. And that is what, you know, Jesus kind of pointed us to this morning in our reading. Again, just want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I read the text um, by myself all the way through. I started in 2016. And I read it through four or five times, and I took every section and wrote it in my own words. And I have all these little uh, black and white notebooks. I have 25 of them, which I just wrote the text in my own words. Kept trying. I kept trying to process it. I kept trying to understand it, you know, because the language of it was um, kind of alien or backwards to the way my mind reads things and studies things. And, and I think that's intentional so that we don't process it with a rote ego mind. Um, but I did that before I came to the call, but the call is really the first time um, that I've read the, the book all the way through with a group. I belong to a group in um, Palm Beach County, but we used to skip around. I mean, he, he would bring out some salient uh, foundational meaning of the course, but it was, it was not like what we do. Anyway, I wish I could share all this beauty with you. Hold you in my heart. In my heart, I hold you all in my heart with this beauty. I'm complete. Oh, thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Karen. Yeah, thank you, Karen. I want to ditto that too. I mean, I've I've looked for looked for um, groups and found groups that read, and you know, they're a little bit here, a little bit there, you know, once a week. And this is the only one. I was so grateful when I found it that practices it the way that I practiced it alone, and um. All I can think about is, um, Lori, the way you say, I I needed to find my people. (laughs) And it's true. We need people to um, share 
share the joy and the the wisdom and the the profoundness of this teaching. It's just it's too big for one person alone. <laughs> so it's with a, a heart full of gratitude. Um, thank you, Lori and Lemoyne, for continuing continuing us on. Uh, I am complete. Thanks. Each other. Hi, this is Ida. Well, I think you said it all, Judy, but I just want to say <clears throat> I'm grateful for these calls. They've given me a lot. You guys have given me a lot over the years. A whole lot and allowed me to share and to give, which only helps me and everybody. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank, Thank you, Ida. Thank you. Here it is, a few days past Christmas, and I realized that the actual physical presence that I got were just what I needed. And I didn't get anything I didn't need or want. And um, that's perfect, just like he says in the Course. And he's talking about much more than physical material things. It's talking about states of mind and emotions and the situations in life and our finances and all that when he says that um, the Holy Spirit will not, you know, trust everything to the Holy Spirit. He will not give you anything that will stand in the way, stand in your way of light with the capital L. My words, but my you know, rephrasing of what he said. And he will not give you any, yeah, he will not give you anything that will stand in the way. He will only give you things that will help you in your quest for enlightenment, as it were. So, anyway, thanks again. It's, thank you, Ida. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Lori. Uh, thank you, Ida. Thanks, Fran. It's more fun. Um, 
presence. Presence. You probably heard me say this, friend, on the other call. It's the presence with a capital P. The, hang on. Thank you. I'm complete. I love well, thank that. Thank you, Ida. Yeah. Awareness of love's presence. Wow. Awareness of holy presence. So what should I read this morning? I read a simple little thing. God is intimately involved in all in all things, as all things in us the intimacy of all experience. But what the little thing was, where is it? Here it is. Pure intimacy parted by thought becomes a self and a world. <laughs> There's one thought, one thought between heaven and hell. Because if there's one, there simply is no other thought, no other period. There's only one. Nothing to talk about, nothing to choose between. There's only God. (laughs) I just love that. Excuse me. That was good. Thank you. I was wondering, Lemoyne, I was wondering if you could repeat your share. I think I lost part of it. I mean, I couldn't hear all of it. And you said something I love so much, and I can't remember how you said it. And I know it's a big ask, but maybe you could just share what you were thinking about, and it'll come by itself. If not, it's okay. Well, I'm going to sign off. So long. See you next year. Bye, Judy. Oops. Bye, Judy. That was backwards on the mute there. Um, yeah, I think I... I think... I don't know that I can. I'm, I'm drawing a solid blank. Uh, Karen? Um. You turned a phrase and then you kept talking so you went right over it and I was like, whoa, that was such a great turn of phrase. You know, and I can't remember what it was, but I understand. It's hard to go back. No worries. Well, <laughs> it, it, it is, we'll be there towards the end of the recording. <laughs> Which, uh, I had I had thought to move toward um, and uh, yeah I guess let me take a sip I'll just plunge in and uh, and uh, then call for anyone else.
the final share. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I I do have to say, I, hmm, you know, what is it? I think it's, it's uh, yeah, there's little use for words. Words are twice removed, <laughs> all these things. That uh, you know, I'm reticent about mm-hmm. describing talking as sharing, although I get it as it is. Um, it's just that uh, it's like it says also in the manual that communication is not limited to the channels the world recognizes, and that. You know, the words, you know, point or give expression for something deeper. Which, so, and that's what is, that deeper thing is always something that is shared. That, and I think the reading today said our goal is shared, <clears throat> and it's, it's something on, that we've covered today is also spoke of power, and that power is shared. But it doesn't look like the upside-down picture of power in the world, right? And uh, But it is... It is real, a different power. This different power is quite real. Um... <clears throat> And I, I'm taken off from uh, a lesson from a few days ago. Maybe just trying to really get it to set in, so that I uh, I'm more discerning about the guide that I follow, and uh, which guide I ask questions of. And that lesson says, God's answer is some form of peace. And then it points at what the peace brings. All pain is healed. All misery is replaced with joy. All prison doors are open. And, you know, there's a there's a different and really complete, I think, very complete. I mean, maybe the, I was going to say sense of freedom. Maybe the sense isn't wholly complete, but the freedom is there. <laughs> and when the will is aligned to an answer, there's some form of peace. Freedom is there. And, you know, the responsibility that we have is just to adopt the the vision and the, the willingness, the willingness to turn all decisions over until the answer is some form of peace. 
maybe make contingent things, contingent decisions in time, but recognize their contingency if they're not in their temporary, temporary, temporal nature. If it's not real, gotten to peace and. That, uh, you know, in this, in that, in that frame of mind, um, we can see either from the frame of mind or maybe from seeing that sin is impossible. We haven't really changed who we are. We just think we have. We've made judgment. And <clears throat> and judgment, this is something I've, I haven't said in a while, but I, used to, I know I used to say a lot, that the only one who's bound in when, that is you in the first person. If I make a judgment against something, and declare it, you know, that's not me. I don't want it. That's wrong. And me have it mean that it's really that way. <clears throat> and is so forever. Then the only one who's bound for it, bound by that judgment, is me. And the other person is not necessarily bound by my judgment at all, but I am. And that is not a decision for peace. And so, because the answer is always some form of peace, that the, that all is one and all is well, that, and the only problem here is our misunderstanding or inability to really include all, capital A, all, in our decision, that you know, we don't see that our judgments are actually impossible. And on that fact, going back to this lesson, on that fact, forgiveness rests upon a certain base more solid than the shadow world we see. So I, just to complete the lesson there, it says, help us forgive, for we would be redeemed. Help us forgive, for we would be at peace. And that is, <laughs> that's uh, the single purpose that can provide a single vision. But it does require faith and trust that it's actually there, and I just need to align or find it or hear the answer, be willing to take a bigger view, find out, you know, be willing to accept that what's missing is what I'm not giving, and uh, <laughs> then, uh, you know, that certain base can begin to appear and to heal. 
heal the the world that we would judge, but God says is in need of our salvation. And uh, so, yeah, with that thought, uh, I will stop. I'm complete. Thank you for listening to me. <laughs> oh, I love sharing every bit of that, Lemoyne. Oh, thank you thank for sharing you yourself much. and sharing the Holy yeah. Spirit's voice through you. Thank you. Yeah, I can't take a lot of credit for that. <laughs> but there is a there is a reality behind all these words. And uh um yeah, I usually just get little pieces and you know, get told to try and make this connection, bring this together. Anyway, and then it's not me doing it. And just follow the thought. How that works. So, the words can point the way, but the experience is, is what the prayers really want, right? <laughs> you bet. You bet. I think complete. Thank you so much. Well, I'm going to go too, but I wanted to say thank you again. And you are starting over, right? You bet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I asked Reverend Pam and I forgot to ask you and then just kind of assumed you were. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks. All begins again on Monday. Yay. I was, I was happy to hear you say you were excited about that. Oh, Yeah. I mean, yeah. what I understand from this the course this year, like right now, compared to a year ago, uh, you know, it's yeah, a whole different experience. It's more experiential in the meditations than ever before. And, yeah, it's, there are really no words. So I'm very excited about yeah. diving into brand new material, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, just yeah. another layer. Here we come. Yeah. How blessed we are. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Lemoyne. Anyone else who's still here? Happy New Year. Talk to you Monday. Happy New Year. All right. See you then. I know. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Well, I they would ask, and I didn't do it directly. Uh, any other final shares before I end the recording? You, Lori? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. It's a great yeah. call, really great call. Uh, I like the fact that you said, Lemoyne, you referenced just now that the only thing that could be missing from a situation is what you or I have not shared 
Uh, and uh, he definitely says that in there. So you referenced it. So I was just thinking about that recently. So I'm glad to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Actually, that landed with me first from Derek Rydell. He likes to say, uh, yeah. Another thing missing in any situation is what you're not what you're not giving, and what I'm not giving. Put it in the first person. What's missing in any situation is what I'm not giving. Life doesn't happen to me; it happens through me. <laughs> if I let it. That's true. <clears throat> that is true. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it's it's a, I guess it's a, it's a what a slightly different view of death. Think in, look at, at, you know, that what lives is not really. It's not the body. The body is left behind stops moving, but that doesn't, none of that means that the body is necessarily life. But could also just mean, I think what the Course says, that you know, it's made as a symbol. But it's useful. Its real use is is as a communication device, <clears throat> and that this aligns with the description of the world and its purpose being merely relationship. And uh, in that one word, you know, entails acceptance and love because all forms of hate would actually try and break relationship or make it imbalanced and uh, yeah it gives a it gives a frame in which Yeah, it's a light frame in which the picture of <clears throat> you know the different purpose for the world arises, and that is light. That's what the course describes as light: the unified purpose that gives a unified vision. Okay, well, I might be able to rip on for a while, but uh, <laughs> I know. Go ahead. But you, 
I know those things that you said about death in my mind, but I'm not there yet in my experience. Um, my dad died almost 20 years ago, and I think it took me a long time before I could feel his presence as spirit. I'm still not sure I can feel my mom's yet from November. But then my mom and I were even closer than my dad and I. We were so close, maybe sometimes, you know, at least when I was in her belly for nine months, we were the same being. So I don't know, you know, but it's... To me, there's a difference between knowing something in my brain or my mind or even in my soul and feeling it in my emotions and my physical experience. Uh, I've learned to discern energy since the early 90s when I started feeling energy. Uh, That's the conclusion I've come up with. (laughs) Thanks so much and uh, you all have a good day. And hope to talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Ida. And Happy New Year, hon. Happy New Year to you, too, dear. You, too. Come on. Love you, Ida. Love you, too. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye, honey. <clears throat> okay, well... Now I'll end the recording. I let it drag on. Ha ha ha. It was fine. It was perfect. It's a great call. It's a really great call. Everybody <laughs> yeah, it does land differently each time around. It really does. Often in spite of me. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> Diana, are you still with us? Or are we on hold? <clears throat> Are you there, Diana? Uh, might have been muted by the system. Um, but she came off mute in the system, as far as I can tell. <laughs> if you're talking, Diana, <clears throat> we can't hear you. Maybe the double mute. Might be double mute. I'll end the recording, but not the call. (laughs) And thanks to all who are here and listening, here and sharing. Now, today, and in the in the future. Blessed be.